The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two, two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. It's such a simple and such a, and yet also such a profoundly beautiful uh, scene. The Lord walking here by the Sea of Galilee, obviously very early in his public life. He's just come out of the desert after the temptations. He's already met Andrew and Peter and John. Uh, we know that from tradition, but also from John's gospel, that uh, Andrew and John were disciples, it seems, of John the Baptist. And they were the two that followed Christ after St. John the Baptist pointed him out. And so they were kind of hooked, if you will, already on Christ. They're moving towards him, interested in him. They followed him. The Lord turns around. He says, what do you seek? They say, Master, where do you dwell? Where do you live? Then he says, come and see. And then after that encounter with Christ, immediately we know Andrew goes off and gets his brother Peter, and they come to Jesus. And so you have this initial encounter with Christ, which St. Thomas Aquinas says is the initial call to acquaintance, simply a call to his acquaintance. So they've come to know Christ, and you can imagine that after meeting Christ would have had a huge impact on them in their minds and in their hearts, and they would have probably been, again, thinking about him in the following days, so that we can see that when he comes past again and now calls them to apostleship, calls them into a close proximity of life with him, they respond immediately. They rush to this response. They've been prepared by his grace to respond to him. And so what we see here is Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. It says in the earlier part of the chapter that he was preaching as he went, simply continuing the preaching that he had inspired in St. John the Baptist, preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand kingdom of God is at hand, because in Christ, who is the king, the kingdom is with him. It is wherever he is. And so where the king is, there also is the kingdom. And it is at hand. It is there for us to reach out and to take it, to enter into the kingdom. It is close by. And then what happens is it says he saw two brothers. He saw two brothers. And he doesn't, as God, simply see the exterior scene of their humble work. He sees right into their interior, into their hearts. He doesn't just see the two fishermen. He sees the two apostles. He sees the two foundation stones that will form part of his church, but also part of the heavenly Jerusalem. He looks at them and he knows them. Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, and they are casting out their net into the sea. 
They are in the act of fishing, in the ordinary acts of their life. And they were fishermen, it says. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We've said this before, but it's very beautiful to see that what they are doing with the fish, the Lord is doing with them. They cast out the net into the sea. He casts out the net of his word. They are trying to draw fish to themselves. He is trying to draw them to himself. And so he is fishing for them as they are fishing. And we can see that he is more effective. He says to them, follow me. His words, if you will, the normal human words, are the bait, if you will, of his divine love and truth. Once they have been bitten onto, once they have been consumed in the heart, they draw us irresistibly towards the source, which is Christ himself. That's the beauty of the word of Christ. It appears simple, humble, and ordinary, but it is not. It is infused with his truth and his love. And so what we can see here is that it is because his word breaks into their ordinary life that their life is changed. His voice enters into their ordinary life and it breaks the ordinary rhythms. And because they receive it and consume that word and respond to it, their life changes. And so does the course of human history. It shows the importance for us that in the ordinary events of our life, we must allow the voice of God to break in. We must allow the word of God to break in. We have to make time for the word of God. If we are too busy for prayer, then we are too busy. If we are too busy for the word of God, then we are too busy. We need to allow moments in our day, put them in place, where we encounter the word of God in the scriptures, and where the word is able to speak to us, this baited, these baited hooks of the divine word speaking to us through human language. Immediately it says they left their nets and followed him. This is the profound power of the word. It is able to infuse in our hearts vocation, call, mission, God's will, but it's also able to cause in us an inflaming of our heart that draws us to what is higher and to leave behind what is lesser. They immediately respond to his words. His words are immediately effective. The same one who said, let there be light and there was light, says, come follow me, and they follow him. His words communicate this power, this grace, this strength, this virtue, this detachment from everything else that they should not be attached to. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. And they are in a slightly different activity. Peter and Andrew were casting their nets into the sea. John and James are mending their nets, or it says in the Greek, preparing their nets. And so we can see that the Lord is calling these two sets of disciples the ones who are currently working in that day and the other ones who are preparing for labor, preparing for work. And it shows us in a spiritual sense as well that when we labor for the kingdom, preparation is also important. That act of preparing the nets, as some of the church fathers say, is the meditation upon the word. Because before we can cast out God's word to others to draw them to Christ, we must first be filled with that word animated by that word. 
We must still have consumed it ourselves before we can ask anyone else to receive it into their hearts. God's word must live in us and be active, sanctifying us before we can take that word to others. And so this act of mending their nets is a beautiful image of that act of meditation upon the word. The only other two places in the New Testament where that word for preparing or for mending or for ordering, where that is used, is in St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. It is in, I think, chapter uh, 10 and 11, if I remember correctly. But it is with reference specifically to acts that God himself does. It is the ordering and the creation of the universe through the word that is spoken of but it is also the body that he prepares and orders for himself. It is a reference with, regard, with regards to his work of God's work of creation and his work of recreation. And so lastly, what we see here is the beauty of what the Lord is going to do with his disciples that come to him. He says, I will make you fishers of men. I will make. The work of sanctification in us is the work of Jesus Christ. He is the one who works. He is the one who labors in us for that sanctification. And so the one who created the universe, the word through whom, all th which, through whom all things were made, is the one who comes to recreate us, to restore us to grace and to life, to save us. And so lastly, just to summarize what we're seeing here, is the importance of that daily interruption by God's word in our life, and then the beautiful effects that it is able to take in us and to have in us for sanctification. It is able to transform us, to call us to the source which is Christ, to draw us to him in love, that through our association with him and our loving relationship with him, we can then be effective in drawing others to the same source. Amen.